0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Queen City Roundup. Thank you for joining us with you as always. I'm Joey Conji with my co-host, Matthew Spaniolo. And last time we recorded, it was a reaction pod to a Toronto sports team that I refuse to name right now, making a miracle comeback in the dying
1: seconds of a game. Has it been that long since our last show?
0: Yes, it has been. We've wow. been too depressed about this specific team that I will that will remain nameless. And now we are back with, I guess, what you can say is another reaction pod. But we about another miracle that a uh, Toronto sports team has pulled off. So uh, look at that full circle, eh?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that uh, considering. Uh, we reacted to it kind of live last night. I'm hoping that it doesn't uh, end in bitterness. Um, so, just some context here: so we were recording our other show, which was uh, the Queen City Roundup podcast, which will be up um, on.
0: This is the Queen City Roundup oh.
1: podcast. So I'm, I always have to mess up. the takes from the nosebleeds. I should say I'm I'm an actual mm. literal idiot. Um, but now that you all knew that, um, so we were recording it and uh, we had a guest on. And uh, it took about half an hour, and then after our our guest uh, departed, uh, we were originally going to uh, to just continue as normal, uh, but Joey decided to refrain from recording so that we can watch the last five minutes of the game three between the Raps and the Celtics. And I I think that was the loudest I've ever hearing Joey scream, and I didn't have headphones in. So I had to like power down my friggin' speakers as fast as I could before people could like barge into my room and be like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what are you guys doing?" It uh, was
0: it was all a blur. I I don't remember what what was said.
1: Yeah, I thought it was game after uh, that friggin' Kemba pass
0: to Tice under the under the rim. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of, but you know, it's not over till it's over, I guess. I, like, I think that's how the saying goes.
1: Yeah. Um. I. What was really funny was uh, in hindsight. Um. When we look back at that game, one was obviously OG's post game, which was literally. Oh my god. Just him saying, "I shot it and I knew it was going in." Which I, I I
0: tweeted it out at least twice last night. OG Ananobi is the coldest man on the face of the planet.
2: Yeah.
1: It was it was something, man. It really was something. Um considering the fact that uh, everyone was uh digging up his tweet from twenty fourteen saying uh some I can't remember the exact tweet.
0: It was if your girl says hi to me, she's our girlfriend now, I don't care i mean yeah i think winner's mentality
1: i think we can all agree uh well some uh, he's someone who
0: really is a, a real life walking example of bde big dick energy
1: i i think everybody knew what the acronym was i didn't think you needed to uh you
0: know just just in case just to be as more vulgar. case, you know. Yeah, why not? It's marked as a
1: now, explicit, right? I mean, I hope so. You're the one editing this thing. Um. So yeah, basically, we all I all thought it was over. I thought it was over after the uh, the dunk with like 10 seconds left, and then, then then Lowry drew that friggin' foul at the end of the game, and I don't know how the hell he did this. He literally threw. It was the equivalent of watching a Hail Mary pass in, bas- in, uh, in football and then just literally the slow motions. The only thing that it was missing was when comparing it to the Kawhi shot was uh, the ball just bouncing around the rim and then going in. This one was just, what, straight flush. It was like dropping a nuke on the Celtics who were basically thinking that they were going to go up 3-0 in the series. But uh, no. You know what? If I'm the Boston Celtics, I am terrified. They were pissed after that game. I think they interviewed uh, they interviewed Jason Tatum after the game, and he was pissed. He Here's was just, the thing. We we fucked right. up. The Celtics had
0: a chance to put the defending champions down three to nothing, a hole which has never been dug out of in NBA history. It was a, the series would have essentially been over, like there was no coming back, and now you give the defending champs life i'd be I'd be pretty scared I don't know
1: it's gonna be interesting to see what game four is gonna be because I want to see what team shows up like if you look at the the, the game or you know if reality if you look at the last uh you know if you want to go back to all all three games that the Raptors played like game one they weren't there. Let's be honest, they were not in Game 1, you know, from the start. Game 2, Marcus
0: Smart turned into MVP-level Steph Curry just in for a quarter.
1: Yeah, and then literally, you considering Siakam was not the Siakam that we saw in the regular season, not to say that he was bad, You know, he was good in the free throw line. He was good with dropping down points. He got a lot of rebounds, got the ball and got possession back. But the thing is that he wasn't the player that we thought,
2: you know, he wasn't as
1: disciplined as we thought he was going to be. And he's kind of showing that mentality of, you know, I don't want to say that he's easily flustered, but it goes to show you that like when something goes wrong, you know, you can still get in somebody's head and then they get into their own head.
0: And then they just start to kind you of see. Slide. I think he kind of proved some people wrong last night because, you know, he had a terrible first half with had only two points. Then I don't know. He can't, he had four, 14 points in that second half. It's obviously much better than the two points and he was getting to the rim. He was, he just looked like a different player in that second half. I don't know. Hopefully he, that's like the spark he needed, and like a a big win like this is what turns turns the series around for them, which it very much could. A win like that, like now they know, okay, we can beat these guys. It gives gives them all confidence. Maybe Siakam comes into the next game like out of his, out of his own head, like what I feel like he was in that first half, has some confidence in him, and then we'll see like the the Siakam that we're used to to seeing and stuff.
1: Right. Um. I think we can all agree out of all the players that Kyle Lowry is the definitive MVP on this team. And I feel like he's the heart and soul. I feel like if this team didn't have Kyle Lowry and like, if you were to go back in hindsight and, uh, you know, compare the two between DeRozan and and Lowry, the team would not be as strong as they would be if they traded Lowry instead of DeRozan. Um, No, I don't, I definitely don't don't think so. It's painful to say because, you know, DeRozan's still a big part of this city. But you gotta be realistic and you gotta realize that um, you know, sometimes a player can do really, really well, but just can't take that next step, which will will get to another team that is in that same spot right now.
0: Well here's an, here's another thing I wanna say as to... about the here's another thing I wanna say about the Raptors, which is why I think that this series is about to turn around. Reporters in the bubble heard Fred Van Vliet Walking off the court, just yelling, "They fucked up! They fucked up!" That's a that, this is gonna be a scary team to play against for the rest of the
2: and
0: then series, you, especially um, now that they have that that mentality going into it.
1: And then the Lowry interview after when uh, he said that he got a text from somebody, uh, who he did not name. It's obviously up to speculation. Do you think that the text is a current player? in the league what was
0: this text i didn't see this quote
1: they interviewed kyle lowry uh and they were talking about how uh somebody texted him uh before game three just saying i don't know if it was don't let up or something like that i can't remember the exact quote i have to find the uh i have to find it it's kind of buried deep into my uh my Twitter feed. It's also kind of buried in the form of just people retweeting uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, just laughing maniacally like a supervillain because of how insane <laughs> it was. Like it literally was brutal. Uh, I can't seem to find it, but everyone was just talking about like, okay, who texted Kyle Lowry? Like who was the guy who maybe like was it? I think I saw some people were like, oh, is it Kawhi that sent the message? I'm like, no quiet ain't going to send shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what... Let me s- I'm still trying to find it.
0: I think think maybe it was Danny Green. Because I know he was... Pre- I, he was tweeting about the game on Twitter. Uh, let me s- Anyways, it doesn't really matter.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh... D- 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 i don't know yeah i can't i can't find it
0: it doesn't really matter i'm over it
1: yeah either way uh <laughs> compared to the last show that we did in terms of backgrounds uh i absolutely think that this one is a lot better because this could turn a series around the last one should have turned a series around but it didn't and here we are and yeah. let's like, let, let, let's be realistic. Okay?
0: This the, team is also one that you should trust more than, than the Maple Leafs. This,
1: and, and let's, this is a team
0: that's been there. They've done that. They were down 2-0 well last year to, to the Bucks.
1: And also, let's, let's keep in mind, even if the Leafs won that series and technically made the playoffs, no way in hell would, uh, would the team even probably gone past whoever they played in the first round, which would have been the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa would have completely dunked on us. So, you know, whatever the case may be, I knew the Raptors were going to go farther anyway. It makes sense that the Raptors are going farther anyway. And it just goes to show you that that's a team that's built. That's a team that's built to last. Not a team that's built to just be like, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, we'll we'll try really, really hard this time. But then if we don't do it this time, then we're screwed. And that's what I feel like other teams are, especially teams that try and go on a run. Uh, but then there's also the rumors of uh, of Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo's biggest suitors. Uh, one of them reportedly being the Miami Heat, and the other one being the Toronto Raptors to be the front runners for, for Giannis. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit last night when we recorded. Uh, is it realistic that he comes? to toronto after he is up with the bucks
0: i think so man like i've seen like the greek community here every time he's playing a game in toronto they all show up at Scotiabank arena and just praise him there's a large greek community here and i'm sure he, i'm i'm sure that's something that'll be pretty attractive to him also uh masai Giri is good friends is like knows his family very well i believe that Masai helped his family immigrate from Nigeria to Greece. So, so and him and Giannis do a lot of work together for his Giants of Africa charity.
1: There were some rumors that, like, you know, Masai was, like, not, like, you know, I don't want to say, like, tampering, but, they, you know, he was talking uh, with the Tendekunbo about the offseason, which you can do. It's not necessarily tampering if you just say hey whatever you decide it's fine and
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so even if if it was considered tampering we all know that no one would scoff at the miami heat if they did that so you know it is
0: riley's also a bit of a wizard and will do whatever he can to make it happen
1: yeah and also like keep in mind you you know you took prime Kawhi and won a championship you know, I I still think a Kumbo isn't even necessarily in his prime yet. So imagine, you know, when he you know hits that next stride into his game, like he, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be a guy who is just incredibly filthy. And I think realistically, even if they don't get a Kumbo, and I mentioned this last night, Raptors are still gonna be fine. Like they've done a great job with developing, they've done a great job with trades. Like, I would argue that the Serge Ibaka trade that happened, what, it's almost two years after it happened? Two, three years after they traded for Ibaka? Like, yeah. that's, that trade still is amazing. Because considering they gave up ter- you know, Terrence yeah, Rowe, Ross, who was all offense, zero defense, so he would be a great hockey player in this city. Like, they got one of the better players in the league, Defi- I wouldn't necessarily call him an all-star, but he's up there.
0: He's very service.
1: Yeah, and also like, okay, you say you lose Marc Gasol, which I'm gonna be honest, Marc Gasol's done after this year because I'm sorry, like I love the fact that like he's in the best shape of his life uh, and whatnot. He's he's not there. I I think his defense. Really, definitely-
0: you don't think so? I think. He had a bad. I think he had a terrible game one, but after that, he's really rebounded.
1: Also, can I just say?
0: You know, one has been really, really useful over the last two games.
1: I don't know what it is when the team like has a slow start. Whenever they have a slow start, that's when Gasol usually drops points. Like it's literally like okay, they have a dro- they have a slow start, and then a bu- and then Gasol will go ahead and drop like ten to keep it in there and you know keep fighting like that's that's what i see out of him like he's kind of like the the person that likes the fuse and then everybody else just like continues to like keep the fuse spreading and then just turns into a complete dynamite going off like a complete stick of dynamite going off and just everyone just clamoring on them and what what's really funny is that you know Usually, when you're down two and zero in a series, this is every every sport. A coach usually makes some changes. You know, a coach will usually put other people out in their starting lines, or in another sport he'll start another line or bench a certain player. Nurse is like, no, this is the team that I that want us four straight. This is the team that we're going to keep going with. And my question is, is if they lose game four, like like knock on wood, they don't. Do you think that they maybe make a change in the lineup? Like do you do you start do you start more? Um,
0: I don't think so, man. Like in this series, like it it's tough. It really is because the like it's it's just the ball not going in. Like you can't really look at a game and be like other than like maybe game one and be like oh they they're just being straight up outplayed. When, like, the last two games, it just wasn't a matter with a basket and the Raptors playing terribly, like, or shooting terribly and losing game two by three points. And playing terribly and, or no, not even playing terribly, just shooting terribly and winning by by a point. So, you know, it's like, like if this team, like, shows up, which a win like this could do, could give some excitement and it could provide this momentum. Like they can,
1: I think they can easily like come back out of this hole. Dude, the three points that were being shot in the game were just awful from both sides. Like Mm -hmm. I know, I know like Kemba shot really well from the three point line. Uh, Lowry was probably the only one really shooting from the three point line and got in a decent amount. Same with Van Vliet starting.
0: Uh, to pick it up a bit from there, OG and Obi's probably been their most consistent players so far this series.
1: Is it? Okay, if they knock out the Celtics, let's say they knock out the Celtics, and say they go on to play one of Miami or Milwaukee, which it looks like it's going to be Miami right now. Do the Raptors, are, out of all the teams in the East, are the Celtics the one that gives you the most like uncertainty and most fear? Because like this was gonna be me, despite who the Raptors play. Like even when they played the Bucs in the regular season, like yeah, the Bucks won. I think the series, the season series against them, but the Bucks still don't worry me. As like it's just, just I don't know. Like I don't the know. only
0: team that I thought was a little scary was well like the Celtics. I knew were there. They weren't going to be easy, but I. Going into the series, I was like, yeah, we'll win this series in six games. Like, no big deal. But the only team that really scared me, Miami and Milwaukee.
1: So, basically, but, if, if they do end up winning this series and they go on and facing one of the two, you're still going to feel like, okay, this is going to be the one. If they lose, I'll understand.
2: Well, I don't know about Miami, man. Like,
0: Miami, like... It's all about, like, Jimmy Butler almost single-handedly beat us last season when he was on the 76ers in in that seven-game series. So, like, he's the only – it really just comes down to Giannis or, or Jimmy Butler. Which one do you want to play? And the Raptors have already shown that they can, at the very least, contain Giannis
2: and his offense. So, I don't know, man.
1: It's It's been a weird ride. It's been a really weird ride, especially we could have had a completely different topic uh, or a completely different feel with this game. Let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. I was ready. Like, when we were going to record, I was like, okay, like, this is going to suck. We're going to be as cynical as usual. And then, like, OG's just like, I got you, fam. And then just drop that three-pointer like it was nothing. And in reality, he thought it was nothing because it was game three. Series doesn't end in three games; it ends in four, at the at the most. You gotta win, th- you gotta win four, not three. And that's the mentality that this team is instilled in their brain. And also, OGN and Obi. How, old... how's
0: the how how's the saying go? Never underestimate the heart of a champion.
1: Also, can I that... just point out that OGN and Obi is only twenty three years old, and not even in his prime yet.
0: No, oh, man, he's. I've been saying this all season, man. He looks like a little – he reminds me of a younger Kawhi.
1: I saw this one tweet that was like Kawhi actually was in Toronto 20-something years ago, gave birth to a baby OG Ananobi, raised him to be the player that he is today, and then he said, son, it's time for you to move out. And then that's what he did. He moved out and came to Toronto. (laughs)
2: That's
1: what happened. This is OG and Novi's origin story. I don't care. I don't
0: care who agrees, disagrees. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's that's how he's born. <laughs> how he's born. Um. So, did you yeah. want to switch gears here? Because
1: let's go baseball route because that's another. Oh, team. I was thinking. No? another
0: route, just because. So you wanna- know that there was something you want. You had a theory you wanted to put no. my way
1: shot my theory down on the group chat, so I'm not going to even bother to go there because you and everybody else in our in our hockey group chat just completely shat on my theory.
0: What um, was it again?
1: Um, okay, so let me let me give some context. So we're going to dive into hockey now, and we also need to talk about a trade that happened last week that we didn't acknowledge. Um, so uh, there's been rumors since the Leafs were eliminated not even tactically eliminated, and technically didn't even make the playoffs because of the whole play-in round bullshit, um, which it wasn't bullshit because we saw fun stuff. Um, but there's rumors that now that Kasperi Kapan who we'll get to, was traded, uh, the three names that have been floating around are Andreas Janssen, Alexander Kerfoot, and Frederick Anderson. Um, and it's been a mix of reports. It's been one person saying that, uh, you know, they, that the Leafs checked in with Matt Murray, uh, and then that deal kind oh, of God. hasn't happened yet. Uh, and then there's the report that they were checking in on. Uh, I think they had said Calgary came and called about Frederick Anderson, but nothing really came about that. Um, one of my I. I will stand by that uh, radio callers should never be a thing because uh, my dad apparently heard one guy on the internet saying they should trade Mara and Freddie to the Habs for Carey Price. Oh God. Which no, that, that ha- half that's been people, all, that's been those that Leafs Facebook groups. Let's just say that all of them are on drugs and call it a day. Like, no way would that deal happen. But anyway, so mm-hmm. I was, I've been scrambling. I'm also trying to write a piece for the website that I write for about um, basically potential goalies that the Leafs could get. And I was looking around, and, like, uh, there was rumors that the Leafs were talking to Carolina about a deal, which I immediately was starting. And my heart kind of got heavy just because. If
0: they treat. For Carolina, it's for a defenseman. They're not getting a goalie back the other way. They might give Anderson up, but there's you, no way they're getting a goalie back the other way because that would not be an improvement.
1: The only way I see that happening is if they take a defender and a goalie for Janssen and Freddie. That's the only way I see that happening. Like, um,
0: but I, I would not be a fan of either Mrazek or Reimer. I could see a Pesci tandem with, with Campbell.
1: Pesci and Reimer for Johnson and Freddie. That was one that I heard. I'll say this about Reimer: if the Leafs somehow decide to give him back, win him a cup. Otherwise, screw you forever.
0: No, I Reimer's not. Uh, uh, that that's not a good enough tandem.
1: Oh, really? Oh, you really? Know, Like, consider not. With okay, yeah, you're right. With the defense that you have, it's not good enough.
0: I don't care what defense there is. I don't not trust. I don't. I do not trust a playoff series with your two goalies being Jack Campbell and James Reimer. Like that, those are two backups. Like I that's,
1: I would argue that James Reimer could be a starter. He just has had some bad luck over the last two years. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think those days are behind him. I mean, you never know, man. Like. We, we, Michael Hutchinson is the starter of the Colorado Avalanche right now, okay? okay
0: that's just, that, that's just some them. voodoo shit, okay? None
1: of that's real. Can we just... Okay, wait. I just have uh, something to say about that. So, say that the Leafs... Uh, or say that Colorado does win the Stanley Cup. Watch me jinx them now. Ooh, excuse me. Um, but say that Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. What's going to sting more? Nazem Kadri winning a Stanley Cup or Michael Hutchinson winning a Stanley Cup. If Michael
0: Hutchinson is in net for them when they win the Stanley Cup, that would hurt. So
1: that just goes to show you that everyone that steps foot on the ice in this country and plays or, or in this city and plays for the city is cursed. Hockey has this thing
0: to just like make you feel like no matter how much you watch it and how much you study it and look at it and follow it and all that, it will always make you feel stupid. Like you I know think- absolutely nothing
1: about the sport. I think Harold Bowler is cursing us from hell. I think that's what it is. That's definitely what it is. Um, But anyway, so my theory. So back to the goalie talk. So my theory, which uh, Joey kind of ruined when we were talking in the the group chat that we had, was the Leafs call up the Arizona Coyotes because, one, Arizona does not have a first-round pick this year or next year. Second of all, they also don't have a second-round pick. And third of all, they're apparently going to be reportedly trying to rebuild now. Because if you think that the Leafs' rebuild has been horrible because they haven't had success, Arizona said, hold my beer. Because this team's been rebuilding for, like, what? Their last playoff win was 2012.
0: They made the conference
1: final in 2012. Yeah, Yeah. and they lost to the Kings, and they ended up losing to the Stanley Cup champions. That was the best season, and then they just completely duffed it afterwards. So there's reports that they are willing to listen to deals on Darcy Kemper, who was their starter and absolutely stole uh the season for them, which is funny. I agreed with this theory. What are you talking about? No, I said Auntie Ranta. No, I'm thinking you go for Kemper. Well, like, here's the thing. Okay, you have I would t-
0: I would take Ranta. But the but thing is you like don't call at, them without without seeing what
1: you can get for Kemper first. Well like looking at both of them. Like looking at both of them compared to Freddy. Like like Ronta's only played about less than two hundred games and like he hasn't played more than fifty. He's basically been like a a platoon style backup just because he gets hurt a lot which really sucks because he's got, like, a career 920 save percentage. Mm -hmm. Kemper, like, he's kind of, like, one of those people that's, like, the late bloomers of goalies where he'll, you know, basically struggle as a backup, but then as he gets older, he starts to turn it on. He's only really had one really, 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 really good season, which was in, uh, well, I mean, last year he did, Okay, he did good too in terms of save percentage. He didn't get
0: injured this season.
1: He probably would have been a Vesna finalist at the very Uh, least. He's, in my opinion, he is Pacific Division Ben Bishop now because Ben Bishop was my lock for the Vesna, but Ben Bishop got hurt and Ben Bishop made a start in the playoffs and he kind of played like shit. So with Arizona, like, I understand you maybe you could flip the first round pick to get Kemper, but like, i was i was i heard, and this is fridge talking, okay, I sent it to the group chat earlier. I don't know if you saw it or not uh, our buddy Tristan was gonna send it, but i uh I sent it instead, so uh let me find it. It was around i think eleven I said but basically it was a radio hit from Sports F five ninety saying that Dubis talked to Freddie and said that we're not moving you yet. But we are taking calls on you, and we are uh, basically, you know, listening to what teams are going to offer us. So don't be surprised if we do pull the trigger and send you somewhere else. And everybody was quoting that saying that Kyle Dubas has apparently went to Mark Bergevin's school of trading, because Mark Bergevin does this all the time. He's done it with like half of his players. And speaking of, and speaking of the Montreal Canadiens. Does Max Domi come home? Or do we even want Max Domi home?
0: I don't want Max Domi just because of all the fans here who will expect him to be like Ty Domi, and that's exactly not the player that he is.
1: And the thing is that Domi, first of all, Domi... Also, his
0: agent now is Darren Fair, so no thank you. Nope, don't want to deal with that.
1: The fact that, A, he changed... He should have made this change last year, man. He should have changed agents when he hit 72 points. 44-71, Forty-four and seventy-one. That's not horrible, but like, like, what are you gonna pay him? Like five point five. Like that's not.
0: I don't think he's gonna be making even that if he like.
1: Like I guarantee you, like everybody's gonna say like, oh, trade Nylander for Domi one for one, which I.
0: Oh would, God no.
1: I would not do that because Domi's a, or Nylander's a better player than Domi it's The only reason why they want Domi is, oh, I want that. I want that grit. I want that, that toughness on our team. Yeah. When reality, the Habs literally got ragdolled by the Flyers in the first round. But like the thing is, is like I don't know if you watched any of the Flyers series against the Pens or against the Flyers. But like they're everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to be in such good standing. They have all these guys locked up. They're good. They got priced. They're great." They also Decided to acquire a goalie who was a starter-turned-backup who makes over $4 million. Sure, why not? But, like, I look at their team. Petrie's up. Gallagher's going to be up. Tatar's going to be up. Dano, Armia, Lekkanen. Like, this team's not fit to do anything. They just got lucky. I still think that the Leafs are the best Canadian team in the Atlantic. That's without a doubt. But, like... I'm going to throw this back to to you because I'm kind of on the fence about this. Do you move Freddie now, and by now meaning the offseason, the context involving that, or do you wait till the trade deadline?
0: I think you move him now if you have the right deal. There's a small list of goalies that I want the Leafs to try to pursue, whether it's through trade or through free agency, because it's no secret that Kyle Dubas and the Leafs are very high on Jack Campbell. And would love to have a tandem rather than a starter, like a clear cut starter and a clear cut backup. They want each one to have like 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 no more than fifty starts in uh in a season and then just ride the hot hand in the postseason, which I personally think is the smart thing to do. I think part of the reason why Anderson struggles is because he doesn't wanna have he doesn't wanna be in that tandem thing, but he gets overworked. And and I just don't think that's like the way that this club should go. So, with do you want do you want me to tell you my my list of goalies? You are, I think you I already think know. I you've
1: sent you've tweeted it out. I'll find the tweet. And I, I didn't tweet out my full list. I just I, tweeted it out. Tweeted a it trade out. proposal for for Darcy, which would be you you dm'd us the list okay so so go ahead and and mention how many how many goalies do you have on the list it's like six or seven do you want me to get like my opinion on each one that you say
0: sure so like i'm just going to list them in no particular order i have both arizona goalies if you can get one of them okay or Ranta, which we've already talked about okay um thomas grice no. I have Kudobin.
1: Wouldn't strike me if you wanted to do like a, a tandem in that sense, kind of like what they did with Bishop in Dallas, but I don't yeah. know if
2: it's would the bite. Um,
1: Leonard, Robin Leonard. This is the one that I'm most like interested about because like Leonard made five this year. Leonard and, and Freddie both made the same amount of money this year. If you sign Leonard though, it's going to be for hire, isn't it? Because like the thing that I worry about is like he signed that one year deal uh, with the, the Islanders, the Islanders didn't want to pay him. He ended up going to Chicago who did pay him, but on the one year prove it deal wasn't, amazing in Chicago, but then again, their defense was absolute ass, even though ass defense can potentially win you a playoff series, from what we've seen. Um, Like, Leonard's the one where I want to see it, it's just, it might cost, like, maybe a million more. I feel like he might want to drive for six, maybe five and a half. That's, like, the one thing that I'm worried about with, with Leonard, is that he'll cost more.
0: But it's that's a
1: price I'd be willing to pay for a goal
0: but you also for like need
1: Robin to, Leonard. You also need to decide how much because he's gonna be thirty next year. You're basically getting a goal. You're basically getting. Well, he's twenty eight right now. No, he's twenty nine. You liar! You missed sure. his birthday. His birthday was July twenty fourth. You jerk.
0: Yeah, so he'll be twenty nine throughout he's all of 30, next 30, season.
1: Okay, he's gonna be twenty nine when the season starts. He'll be thirty when the season's over.
0: He'll be thirty. He'll be thirty after next season's over.
1: Right. So you, but you he also
0: thirty d- during the off
1: season. We also need to keep in mind when he hits the, the the market. Like, how much do you give him? Do you give him three, three, four, five? Because like goalies at thirty five start to really start to drip off, and we see, we saw that with Flurry, which we <laughs> unfortunately didn't make a show with the Alan Walsh tweet.
0: Oh God! Yes. Yeah. Um
1: so. I don't know. Yeah, like
0: I like – I don't know. I think if Leonard's there at a good price, you just bite the bullet and you make it fit, like how you would make it fit if uh Petrangelo wanted to sign here. Trade whoever the hell you need to trade or take off whatever cap you have to. But, right. like, yeah, you make it work.
1: Um, I had some other goalies on this list. Keep showing the list. I'm got a weird 647 number, and I was debating on picking it up, but then I was like, no. I don't want to get scammed.
0: Um anyways, yeah, those are like the top five well, I would say.
1: I'm think well, like a lot of people are batting the Matt Murray rag- wagon and I do not want Matt Murray. I, like that arb, apparently his arm price is like astronomical. Like for a season like that, they're betting on, you know, maybe he he goes and, and gets a lower deal. Uh, in hindsight. But the thing that I'm wondering with Matt Murray is, like, are you really giving him a better situation with the defense? Like, I would argue Pittsburgh's defense is the same as ours, and considering we're losing CeCe and, and Barry, the Penn's defense is arguably worse now than it was uh, going into the season. Um, but, like, yeah, like, Murray, I don't understand. I had a theory uh you know how they kind of want to do a tandem, right? About how the Leafs want to do a tandem with yeah. uh, with Jack Campbell. I know they're playing a game seven right now, but maybe you call Colorado because here's the thing. You know Colorado, you got to pay some players. You got to pay guys like Burakovsky. You got to pay some guys like Nachushkin and whatnot. Uh, you have one more year of Landeskog. You got to decide what you're going to do with him. Grubauer's making under five, under four. And he's mm-hmm. a goalie, but he's yeah. Injured. Grubauer is another goalie I sure like Grubauer or Franz Seuss are two goalies that I'm looking at. And I'm thinking like there's a there's a trade history there with with the Kadri deal. Sackic and and Dubis look like they're good they're good uh, trade partners. Even though I know Dubas feels like he got burned on that Barry deal, which to be fair, I think absolutely they got burned on the Barry deal because of. A, Babcock, and B, Barry did not fit their, their lineup whatsoever. Um, So, with that in mind, I feel like... And also, like, they, they're going to eat an extension for Sam Gerard, And you also have to save money for Kale McCarr. Like, I think maybe they... Depending on how Hutch does right now in Game 7, we could see, like, maybe, like... They do like Grubauer and Fra- and uh, and Hutchinson next year, or you do uh Seuss and Hutchinson next year. Like the the possibilities are endless, but I think also the least kinda want an emergency backup goalie. I don't know, would you consider Casky Swall? Like, do you keep him? Because he's also up. Can um, you let me let me rephrase that? You keep him, but you make him vlog every day because his vlogs are very written in-, in his contract? Yes. You Literally have to put that in the fine print. You must take your GoPro everywhere you go, film everywhere you go, and talk about how amazing vegan food is.
2: <laughs>
1: because those bub I wish those bubble vlogs were longer. Cuz keep in mind, there's going to be no one in the Tro There's going to be no more Toronto bubble after uh after tomorrow. Everybody's going to be heading to to Edmonton. Mhm. <laughs> Which is uh really something. Um, do we wanna talk about the captain trade before we kind of move on and uh and talk about uh the Jays? Just uh or do final you have prediction, some
0: prediction. Just quickly. Does Anderson is Anderson the leaf starting goal next season? Just so. a simple yes or no.
1: I think so, just because I think teams are not desperate to throw everything at Toronto right now. Because they know that Toronto's in a lot of trouble and they don't wanna give them an, a, a, and basically an out. Like, I don't think they that many teams want to help out with the Leafs.
0: I think differently from you. I really don't think so.
1: Let's, let's I think it, that the... Let's make this a bet. Let's see who... Let's see if Freddie Anderson is in a Leafs uniform to start. Training. I don't
0: think Dubas tells Anderson, hey, we're looking to trade you, and like has a whole conversation with him like that. And he doesn't get the deal done. I have a feeling that it doesn't necessarily burn a bridge, but it makes Anderson like. And uh, it's also like being reported that Anderson too was open to leaving and is expecting expected to get traded as well. So at that point, I feel like it's,
1: then, it's, also, it's also speculation. Like I I read something on my Twitter feed that apparently saying that. The Habs would really want Taylor Hall on their line, and that's not going to happen. Kick rocks if that happens. Um, uh, I don't know, man. But then I again, you think that maybe teams are going to pay about the Leafs' staff, or about the are, are going to pay highly for the Leafs. Hence why the trade for the conspiracy. Leafs have the assets
0: to acquire a goalie though that's the thing like that's why arizona is so attractive to try to get either ranta or or uh ranta only, or kemper just because yeah. like they have the first round pick that arizona would so desperately want considering that they lost theirs and
1: the only way I see are
0: it, looking to rebuild
1: i see it happening with the leafs getting one of ranta and or kemper but the thing is, is that the only thing that's turning me off from, from Arizona is if they decide they don't want to rebuild and they want to just go for one more run.
0: I don't think they do that with the new GM. So, do you,
2: so uh, you,
1: just eat, you eat one more year of GM. The new GM of- comes in. They so do you eat one year of Freddie and decide what you're going to do after?
0: No, I think that this is a trade this offseason involving Fred. I think Frederick I, Anderson ends up in Carolina to be their starter. We get a defenseman back for him, and we trade other assets for another goalie.
1: I think he's either. I think the Leafs are either going to trade him to the. I think they're going to trade him back to the to the West Coast. Because think about it, he's familiar already with the West Coast. If you trade him to Arizona, you know he's played. He's played against the Ducks before. He knows what the Ducks organization can bring. But what's but what's,
0: but what's Arizona going to do with Freddie though if they're
1: looking to rebuild? Oh, so now you're on my gravy train about that. I think I think maybe I think maybe Colorado calls. I think Colorado might make a call just because I, you have Grubauer, and that's wonderful. But again, injuries. You have Franzese and that's wonderful. But what can he do in the playoffs? He hasn't really been. Amazing.
0: I also really don't think Leonard is out of the realm of possibility, especially the fact there was rumors of Leonard's agent talking with Dubis about a potential about the, a potential of him signing there.
1: What if the Leafs get Jonathan no, they're not getting Jonathan Bernie, don't kid myself. Is <laughs> Georgiev... okay, if they don't they don't have Kapan now. Is Georgiev out of the realm of possibility now?
0: Well apparently They'd have to trade like Koss and Matthews to get him according to the reports from last season.
1: <laughs> but even with Georgiev, I wouldn't even kids I I would rather have a guy like Ronta Kemper or or uh, or Grubauer over Georgiev just because he hasn't played that much. And also Shasturkin's only played twelve games. Do you really want to give him a a look? I don't know.
0: Those are three goalies though that you're gonna have, right? Like and Two
1: are under 30 and one is pushing 40.
0: Well, there's no way that they—they're not going to trade L- Lundqvist though. Like that's just not in the realm of possibility. I think
1: they might buy him out, which is weird because they already are going to be eating a huge amount of the Shattenkirk deal. So I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with the Rangers. Maybe the Leafs somehow cordial up a trade to uh, to take Georgi. Wait, Georgia for Freddie and the first round pick. That's a crappy trade, but just imagine the Rangers get that desperate.
0: Hmm. That's within within the realm of possibility.
1: Nothing's out of the realm of possibility right now. Nope. This is going to be a shit show. That's very
0: of true. Season. It is twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a shit show of an off season. So like, as soon as the season ends and the Stanley Cups give it out, giddy up. The shit's going to go down. Uh, do you want to touch on the Capitan trade real quick? basically just said
0: screw you. Jail. Basically the Leaf somehow got a very good haul for him. They basically
1: got an AHL defenseman, a guy who they may or not may or may not re-sign, the thirteenth or the fifteenth overall pick, and Philip Hollander who is I know they're saying he's kinda like his ceiling is like a second or third line center. But, like, the Leafs' center core in their depth pool, it really isn't that much. Like, they got Semyon D'Argachinsov, who isn't playing in junior yet. Uh, They had Adam Brooks, who's kind of an overager. They had Kale Kassela, whatever his name is. He's basically an AHLer for life. Tyler Gaudette, who's a free agent. Uh, And Nick Patan, who is a name that we all forgot. And Mikhail Abramov. That's it. So they they need more centers in their in their minor league core. So I think getting Hollander makes sense. And I, I also,
0: also think, think Hollander think becomes like
1: the like, draft too.
0: Yeah, I think that I don't think they keep that first round pick. I think it goes for either a defenseman or in a trade for a goalie.
1: I'm gonna tell you, if the Leafs don't win in 2021, it's gonna be horrible.
0: I personally don't think the Leafs, the Leafs make a trade for a defenseman just because there's a lot of good value options you can get hitting the free agent market. Like just off the top of my head, like some that I would really love to see the Leafs pursue is Travis Hamonic. Yep, I would love to see TVR in like a third pairing role. That would be a really my great opinion. improvement. I, I do like. Uh, Radko Kogutis. He brings some of that sandpaper that the Leafs need and is also pretty reliable defenseman as well. Like, he's got good underlying numbers and he shoots right. Uh, Dylan DeMello is probably on the top of my list. I just hope that the secret's not completely out on him and he's not too
1: expensive. I think they get one of Hammannick or Gutis and, Gudis and then they also get DeMello, and that's their right side.
0: Hey, man, if that's their right side, what an improvement! With that is that, that would
1: be huge. There was one person I said that the Leafs are gonna get Justin Schultz and I said, uh no. They the Leafs are fine on the left
0: side of the of, they got Riley Muzzin and, and, and take yeah. your pick with Sandy and Lilligren and no, alright Lilligren play is play can't play the he's right like, side. He's on the right. So I would think that he I, I think he makes the team next year. Just depending on what happens this op- I know Sandin is going to be the third pairing left
1: here's my ideology they they flip both Justin Hall and Travis Dermott they have Sandin rounding out that left side they got one of like I said Hamenick or Gudas playing with Morgan Riley preferably Hamenick because Hamenick played top minutes before with uh with the Islanders and with the he, Flames.
0: he's solid man i'm a big yeah, and he also
1: and he also took a little bit of a dip this year from what people are saying, so maybe cheaper. Uh I would probably do bear uh mm-hmm. not bear, muzzin. If you could somehow get muzzin goodis, that would literally <laughs> I think that could happen. It's like okay, Gudis this last year made uh okay, he made two point just under two point five. But probably sign what, him for three he if made he wants two, a bit of a raise. He made three, three, five. So if you somehow also figure out a way okay. to like that stupid LTIR bullshit deal with, that they did with Clarkson to to re-sign Marner, because I think Dubas is definitely gonna do that. Oh, he's always looking for those. So say so so you pets. you do that, you get uh, Muzzin, Gudis, Riley, Hamannik, and then Sandine and maybe DeMello, or you do Sandine, Liljegren, let the kids ride. And then your extra D man could be probably Callie Rosen, because I don't want Martin Morinchan on my team ever again. I'd rather have Rosen than Morinchin, that's for sure. I think yeah, I think that's definitely some if they do that, my hope is restored in this team to at least go to the friggin' conference final for Christ's sake. That that that's a good de- defense, man. What you with those
0: names, that's that's a good defense.
1: Like they're all good analytically and they're all good on the eye tests. And like if, if they do somehow make a trade with Arizona, the only two go- defensemen that I want that they probably would be willing to give up because they're expiring anyway is one of Nicholas Yalmerson or Jason Demers. But like I'd Dem- rather have Demers. Demers is good, but like he's not worth the money. And I think Arizona would have to eat some of that salary, and I don't think they want to. Yalmerson, uh, wrong side of 30 Won three Stanley Cups, but like... that is also like... 10, and then also, keep in mind, they still have Miko Letton that they signed, and he... The only way I see that happening is if they, you know, they they put Sandin in the minors, and they do Sandin-Liljurin, and then once... They've got options, man. They've got... I, I think Sandin-Liljurin might start in the AHL. I don't want them to, but I think they might. I don't think Sandin will. I think Sandin
0: is going to be your third pairing left side defenseman. I think that's pretty much set in stone. I think think the left side is going to be Riley Muzzin, Sandin. You can put that in permanent marker. Mm
2: -hmm. The
0: right side is where I just want Morgan Riley to have an actual defensive partner,
1: man. He's never had one in his career. His partners were Dion Phaneuf, Jay Gardner for a cup of coffee, uh, Matt Hunwick, Ron Hainsey, Roman Polak, and Cody Ceci. Like if you can He's get
0: like, like a like if you can get a Demillo or a Hamanik next to him, that'll open up his skill set so much.
1: Well, like the top pairing in the Islanders organization was like Green and Hamanik, I think, like back way back or not green hammock uh what's it uh nick Le- no letty that's nick letty and, and uh and hammock i think were the top pairing in the islanders organization a couple years ago um yeah I, I don't know what they're there are a lot of teams that are in cap hell it's not just the leaves the islanders are in some trouble the habs are in trouble uh there's another team that I thought uh, was in trouble. The Bruins are re-signing Tory Krug.
0: The Lightning are always close to
1: the oh, stupid stupid tweet of the day. Literally, uh Pierre McGuire said that uh he sees Krug making 8 million bucks, but he's a sh- he's going to be a sheltered defenseman. What well, sheltered defenseman makes 8 million bucks? Like what the shit?
2: There's also, some
1: dumb GMs out there, man. Yeah. Also, it's 1-1 in Game 7, and both teams have not even shot 10 shots each. So, hold on to your butts. Uh, anyway, let's move to baseball now. Or do you want to touch... Yeah, we already touched on the captain. Let's move to baseball. Are the Blue Jays the best team in the AL East, aside from the race? Are they the second best team? Yes. Absolutely.
2: Can and we... Team, there's and, one player here in particular, I really, really, really. And You're cutting out for me, bud. That's T- o- Oscar Hernandez.
1: Yeah. To Oscar Hernandez, I thought when they traded for him three years ago, he was going to be the second top of Joseph. is Mapp. a guy
2: who's gotten. He had that he's become this season, man. He's tied for the league in home runs. And I'm pretty sure he's up there in bad. He's up there and hits. Matt, you there?
1: Yeah, your mic's pretty spotty there, bud. It's not me
2: that has the problem. don't know what is... Okay, you just talk. Okay.
0: You just so, talk about the Jays. I'm going to fix this.
1: Okay, so Joey is the one with, with uh, some technical difficulties this time, so I'll have the floor. Uh, he was talking about Teoscar Hernandez, and uh, I thought that they were going to – I thought Hernandez was going to be a Bautista-like player back in 2017 when they traded for him. Had some rough moments, uh, but now I think he's their definitive, at least a guy who I would start in their outfield. Still needs to work on his defense, needs to work on his arm, um, but he's still a very good player. Uh, I think Lourdes Gurriel, I would argue, is probably the second best player that this team has, just because of how... Okay, minus is the horrible base running that we saw over the last couple games. Like the team, top to bottom, is built like probably one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. And it's funny because of the shortened season, we're gonna see a lot of inflated numbers. And obviously, like Hernandez hitting 311 in a normal season, I would love that. But he's not a 311 hitter. He's probably, I would say, he's a he's above a 250 hitter. I think now. And that's what I'm hoping. Um, Randall Gritchick for a long time looked like a good Randall Gritchick that I saw. But obviously, like, you know, people have different spurts. And now he's kind of on the down spurt that I've seen with Gritchick in his his Jays career. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of Vladdy so far, even though, like, the average isn't spectacular. He um,
0: got off to a slow start, if I remember. I feel I think like my that, mic's working now. You're good
1: now. You're good now. I feel like that's always right. a Flatty though. Like he always has these like slow spurts where he's like not. Well, that's that's
0: what life is gonna be like in the majors when you're just a power bat, right?
2: Yeah. And like. Um.
0: Yeah, um, I heard you saying about uh, Lord about uh, Guriel there.
1: Yeah, I think Guriel's probably their, their second his best base
0: running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're well basically, then there's Bichette too, but he's been injured this year, so
1: he'll he'll be back. Um, but I think personally, like this team is put together, and I feel like this is a team that would thrive in uh, the situation that they're in right now. Um, just because of the fact that they're play- they're really playing with house money right now. Like, they're a team that's, that wasn't anticipated to necessarily make the playoffs. They were kind of going to be, like, the slow build team. Um, that maybe they were kind of, like, going to be, like, on the outside looking in. But now, because of, like, the shortened season, like, they have a really good shot of probably finishing the second best in the AL East 100%. And also like especially bull- with how the Yankees have been as of late. Yeah, and their bo- and their their rotation, their pitching has been on un- it's not been amazing. Like there's U's, been guys that have been really, Jays. really Yeah, like the Jays pitching has not been all sunshine and rainbows. Ryu's they- last couple starts have been very well done. they've been immaculate. Like I mm-hmm. love what I'm seeing out of Ryu. He uh, got off to a
0: bad start with his first few starts but
1: well oh, that's, man, he's really um, turned it around i think that was normal just because a pitchers are going to be cold and b he's switching leagues he was an nl pitcher for the longest,
0: yeah season,
1: so he's but, in a more hitter
0: friendly environment in the al especially the al east
1: yeah and like i honestly love what i'm seeing out of you know i'm not a huge chase anderson and tanner rourke got a uh, fan but they're two pitchers that are solid, given their service. they're serviceable. They're 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 MLB caliber starters. Um,
0: the bullpen has been way better than
1: what anyone thinks. think. The Why I think the bullpen is Especially is is because they have three like starter caliber relievers in their pen.
0: And then to add, uh, Stripling and.
2: And Robbie Ray to that with Giles. Even if Giles doesn't come back, like they're we'll, still deadly. We'll be back for play.
1: I've... Even if Giles does come back, like I'm not sure what do you do. Like do you do, you kind of like ease him back. Do you throw him back into the closer role, like? I'm not sure what you do in that situation. Also, can I say I have an underrated pick as uh, a guy who's really, really nasty even though he's only played in like two games? Julian yeah. Merriweather.
0: Yeah, I've been really impressed. He's the guy we got back for Donaldson,
1: right? Yeah, I he remember got back for Donaldson and many people were groaning and moaning because he was like a double-A pitcher. Um, He wasn't... Like he wasn't anyone that was like flashy with uh, with Cleveland, and like he's a, he's an old pike. he's old. He didn't he didn't do well in the minors. He's gone seven and a third scoreless innings, only allowing two hits and striking out twelve, and hitting close to like ninety eight on the on the meter. That's the thing, man. He throws hard. And and this is a guy who had Tommy John surgery. Imagine. Yeah. what did it? Like he would probably tap over a hundred, which is really just goes like, does this team know? Does this team know baseball more than than we think we know? Like I don't know. Like, I feel like this team they saw something in this group that we didn't see, and now we're kind of like eating our words for all of this. Yeah. It's,
0: I it's, did not expect much about the Blue Jays this year.
1: For sure. And considering the fact that they're one of the better teams in uh, in the league, it's been pretty crazy. And it's been – imagine if this team somehow found a way to, like, go on a deep playoff run your, God forbid, win cool. World Series. Like, I'm kind of hesitant about a team winning anything in the pandemic era yeah just because of the the magnitude and like people are gonna be like oh let's go party in the streets and parade and da, 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 da. it's like no don't be stupid i mean like i guess like do you do like a parade with like cars literally in the parade like you can literally just like touch
2: <laughs> and
1: Be like yo all the all the friggin uh guys in the the nice cars just come out and start like friggin' like revving their engines. All the Toronto well, man's.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Does it if the Blue Jays win this pandemic? Does it count? Yeah. Also,
1: keep in mind they might be the reigning champs going into the following season because baseball's gonna have a strike. True. It's it's gonna happen. I want it to happen, but it's gonna happen. Cause they stupid.
0: Yep, definitely well, gonna happen.
1: By they I mean Rob Manford. Yeah. Which really isn't uh a surprise. 'Cause it's just it's just beyond stupid half of what these you know people are doing. Like I'm I wanna see a championship but I don't know. It's gonna be very, very
2: Strange. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Do you want to see it? See the
0: Blue Jays? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not going to be upset if they win.
1: Pressure's going to be on the Leafs to be like, hey, y'all didn't win a playoff series. Let alone a championship. Kitty (laughs) up, boys. The Raptors just
0: did it. The Jays did it. It's your turn now. Do it you know what? That might put so much pressure on Dubas to do something. It is. I don't know if I like that or not.
1: I do. I want it. Go balls to the wall and win.
0: Just they just have the most insane off season but Jay, ever. they
1: can win a Stanley Cup tomorrow and nobody will even care if they miss the playoffs for the next 3 years.
0: Oh, no, no one would care. They can finish it dead last in the next three seasons.
1: Oh, 100%. And, like, I don't know what we'll see, but we'll we'll see. It's going to be a strange couple of weeks.
0: I'm All right, looking. any final thoughts?
1: Uh, final thoughts. Freddie Anderson does not get traded, and the Jays do something incredibly crazy and beat the Yankees. In every single game that they play against in this this little uh, stretch. Yeah, they haven't played the Yankees yet, right? They gotta play them 10 times. And I'm hoping that, well, like, even th- what's funny is their best pitcher is Masahiro Tanaka. And no shy and no knock against Tanaka, but, like, he's had some rough years, man. He's been rough. And, like, considering he's your best now, like, Garrett Cole's pushing an ERA equals to four. It's it's yeah. to even think about mm-hmm. it. I don't even know what to even think about and I, I, I think I made the point last night. Yankees, great at negotiating contracts. They cannot trade. Yeah, they cannot trade. Because Cashman sees that the ceiling is high, and he's going to say, no, I don't want to trade for... I don't want to trade Debbie Garcia, who is the second coming of... Uh,
2: of this thing, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the way that it is. All right, that's it. Yep. All right. All right. Thank Love. you
0: for uh, t- tuning in Follow. on this episode of Queen City Roundup.
1: You want to at Q yes. uh,
0: City Roundup. I was getting to that. I was getting to that.
1: I wanted to get that friggin' Twitter handle right.
0: Okay, just repeat
1: it again in case. All right, so follow us on Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup Podcast, or on Twitter. Catch all our tweets. We're going to tweet a bunch of random shit, hopefully some positive stuff about the Raptors.
0: Um, yeah, find our personals there. Send us a follow. Feel free to reach out to to us in the DMs. We're always down to answer any questions you have or just talk sports.
1: Yeah, be our friends.
0: You say if you think we said something stupid, let us know about it. Please.
1: Fight us, damn it.
0: Yep, always Matthew was always looking for a good
1: I want spat. to tell somebody that they're wrong every day of my life. Mm-hmm. All right. So, with that, I think we're good. All right.
0: Thank you for joining us. Have a a great week and we goodbye